This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. BetQL Daily here on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser, Jim Rodriguez here with you on a Thursday afternoon. The golf is underway at Riviera Country Club. Genesis Invitational. Tiger tees off 304. Uh, I'm okay. not sure. I do know that we have a ton of birdies because obviously guys are going off of that first hole. But I don't know if we have any bogeys yet. I need a bogey-free tiger, twenty-two to one today, first round. Yeah, Jera, that's not happening. That's not happening. I come hope. Oh, come on! I hope it does. Come on! I hope it does. That's not Positive. happening. Positive in. Positive out. Positive I'm in, gonna text you out. at like if he still hasn't made a bogey and he's on like the 14th hole. I'm gonna send the emoji with you of the eyes, like. Could he really do that? That's it. Could he really do that? I'm going to have to do an IG live or something like that. Go, IG go live. live. The tiger sweat. <laughs> Trying to not, not make eating. a bogey. Not eating. Not eating. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Let's bring in our next guest, though. Alex Christensen. Nice enough to join us. Noops. He covers NBA for BetUS. Alex, I know you're an NBA guy. You have uh, any action in uh, in golf today at all? <laughs> And nothing yet, but I'm going to cheer for the no bogey tiger round. That sounds like a lot of fun. I agree, PJ. It's not as likely as maybe Jim would hope, but 22 to 1. I've made much worse bets than that. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, late at, late at night after my second cigar at the lounge, it sure made a lot of sense. So I, I'm going to have to speak to coming certain picture. people out in my traveling party last night. That let me all that coming bet. in. Alex, we got some breaking news uh, when we were talking last segment about Joe Missoula. He now is extended by the Celtics. Really not too big a surprise the season that they're having. Big question is, do you think that they can win a championship with him as head coach? Yeah, I do. I think this is one of those teams where um, it's not like they brought in a brand new head coach, right? He's been with the team for a little while. He has a rapport with the guys. And this still remains probably the most talented roster top to bottom in the NBA. There are teams that maybe have a better big two, maybe a big three, where you could sit and kind of have that conversation. But the flexibility, the talent, it's just a fantastic basketball team when they're healthy. They have struggled with injury a little bit this year, but I think it really comes down to them or the Bucks, and the coaching position is definitely of no concern to me. Yeah, it's 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 amazing and good for Joe and good for the organization to basically see what they had in Joe and 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 bring him out there. Uh, staying in the East, obviously Milwaukee, right down, you know, chasing them, breathing down their neck for that one seed. Who needs the number one seed more? Is it the Bucks or the Celtics? 
I think it is the Celtics. They play much better at home, and this Bucks team has been a poor matchup for them. I mean, again, they've got a lot of flexibility in defensive players, but Giannis generally does pretty well against Boston. We've seen it in previous series. I mean, if Chris Middleton isn't hurt, the Milwaukee Bucks are probably the team in the finals against the Golden State Warriors last year. So if you're Boston, you're looking for every advantage you can get, and home court's definitely a big help. I think either team can advance on the road if they have to, but if I'm Boston, I really want that one seed. We were just talking about the Pacific Division, and we were looking at value of maybe who could win it. We both like the Kings at plus 450 just because we feel like they'll be the most motivated. They're this young, up-and-coming team, and we think a division title with all those teams there really could be motivating for them and exciting for them, even though they're probably not as good as the Suns, the Clippers, maybe even the Warriors. But what do you think about the Pacific Division? Do you think the Kings at plus 450 is still worth the bet? I think that you guys have hit on one of the most fascinating questions anybody can kind of ask here from a betting perspective from a division side. The Pacific Division has been wild this year. I mean, you start with the fact that the Sacramento Kings, if the playoffs started tomorrow, would be a three seed. We have a home basketball, home playoff basketball series in Sacramento, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, it's going to be really tough for them. They're just one game ahead of Phoenix. The Suns, even without Kevin Durant, when, once they're fully healthy with their big three guys, is a really fantastic basketball team. Sacramento's schedule is a little bit easy, though. I think there's probably just a little bit of value in them at plus 450. I certainly wouldn't touch the Suns at minus 165. And the Clippers are just a mess. So I think you look at maybe some Clippers and, and Kings, but I, I like that Kings bet at plus 450. It's going to come down to a game or two, and um, you got a lot of value based on that. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, if you go to the Mavericks – I think there's a lot of value with them winning their division. Obviously, Memphis, I don't think you want to touch them at minus 450. But is Kyrie going to work? I mean, I know we have a short sample size. They're 1-3. and three. Luka and Kyrie together are 0-2. I'm not worried, but is is there maybe not – is the button – is the finger close to the panic button in Dallas? It should be. I mean, I think part of the reason you make that trade is not only to shake things up, but to kind of re reassure Luca that you're willing to make kind of big moves like this. Now, I agree with you. I have no interest in betting the Memphis Grizzlies at minus 450, but I also have no interest in betting the Mavericks at plus 325. This is one of those markets I'm happy to stay away from. The Mavericks are five and a half games back. The Pelicans six games back. So Memphis has a solid lead, and at some point, Stephen Adams will get healthy, and things will balance out here a little bit for Memphis. So it's really tough to kind of bet that division but the Mavericks we'll see how it goes it's there's a situation of really high upside here basically you have two of the best on ball scores in the NBA and Kyrie and Luka and if you can find a way to really slow the game down almost to a crawl where basically you're shrinking the number of possessions that leaves you less open for kind of three-point attacks for teams being able to catch up with you and just say we're going to use 20 and 24 seconds every time we have the ball because we know in the last few seconds we've got Kyrie we've got Luka hey they might not make it but they're going to get a great shot that allows them to slow the game down they can control it on defense we haven't seen that yet but there's still some time you know about 20-30 games to figure that out but I can't see the Mavericks winning a playoff series, let alone more than one. What have your expectations been so far of uh, of Dallas? I know it's only been two games that Kyrie and Luka played, but you know I'm sure when they made the trade, you kind of thought it out in your head what you thought it would look like. And again, it's only two games, but what have you what have you thought about what Luke and Kyrie have looked like together? 
there has been some really fascinating moments. You know, I, I just said it, we're a little down on them overall and, and what their potential is for the rest of the season. But if they can keep that together um, in a couple games, and they haven't run this play as much as I'd like, but they have Kyrie and Luka setting screens for each other, which is just one of the most horrifying things I could think of if I'm an NBA defense. Um, <laughs> Luka is a very good screen setter. He's a big guy, learned how to set screens, growing up playing in Europe and things like that. And, um, you know, basically he plants. Now you have Kyrie coming over, attacking a different defender. Or we have Luka now on a pick and pop for three. Luka rolling towards the basket with the ability to catch and make, you know, the passes we've seen Draymond Green make for years to corner wide open threes and guys like that. You could have Kyrie setting a pick for Luka. Now you have Luka with momentum coming down the lane or Kyrie for a, a, a pick and pop three. It's just a devastating combination. So continue to watch that. Continue to see how um, often they run that and how successful it is because if, if that could be as devastating as a play as it should be, uh, again, if they can just keep slowing these games down and keep teams from getting too far ahead, it could be a scary team in a close game at the end. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I, I, Alex, I, I want you to I want to get your take on the Cavaliers. Super disappointing loss last night in Philly. You know, they're 38 and 23. I'm not saying it's been a bad year, but they sort of ran out of gas last year lots of expectations i was really pumped up for this game last night you know they were you know granted they almost came back but they were they were down almost 30 points in this game they know donovan mitchell what do you make of this Cavs team are are they going to be any sort of a factor in the east making a deep playoff run I think this is a next-year team. Um, if the NBA continues to teach us something over and over and over again, there is a progression these teams need to go through before they really succeed. We saw last year Memphis take that step from being a fun, good team to a potentially great team, but you kind of flame out in the postseason here. And part of that is young guys getting used to playing in the league, but the other part of it is it takes some time to develop a roster. I love the top four. The, the four guys that they have in Cleveland, Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, Allen, that is just a really fun team. You've got two dynamic scoring guards. I think you're the only team in the NBA with two almost elite rim protectors on your team in Mobley and Allen. And when that's working, it's really fantastic. But when those guys go off the floor and you have to play Ricky Rubio, you got to play Seti Osman, you got to play D Dean Wade a lot of minutes, you're starting Isaac Okoro at this point, the rest of that roster really needs an influx of talent. they got to find a way to move some of these players, bring in some better supporting pieces. Again, going to be a really fun team. Looks like we'll have a home playoff series in Cleveland for the first time since LeBron was there, and I expect them to be a really fun team in that first round, maybe challenge a little bit in the second round, but as far as this season goes, they'll continue to be a pretty good team night in, night out, but next year should be the year for postseason success. P.J. Glasser, Jim Rodriguez here on Beck QL Daily. We're talking with Alex Christensen, 
at underscore noops on Twitter. He covers NBA for Bet US. Alex, let's talk about some of the trade deadline deals. KD, Kyrie, they stole all the headlines. But what about under-the-radar deals? Reggie Jackson to the Nuggets, Josh Hart to the Knicks. Those were kind of two that stood out to me. Did you like those deals? Were there any others that caught your eye? Yeah, I'm flipping through here looking quickly. Um, the Josh Hart deal to New York, what a fantastic trade. To be able to get something for Cam Reddish is is great. Um, you know, they give up that first-round pick, but given where the Knicks are going to finish this year, it's not going to really be that value of a pick. And, again, they also have some extra picks there. I mean, Hart is exactly the guy that you're looking for if you're a Tom Thibodeau coach team. Um, really does a lot of the stuff that Thibodeau wants his team to do. Um, has been really fantastic there. And for a team that's looking, I think, to find a way to phase out R.J. Barrett, I really like that quite a bit. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks getting Jay Crowder, that is a, a, the exact piece that team needed. There probably a, still could use maybe another guy off the bench who could be better, but Crowder should be fantastic for them in the playoffs. That's a huge get. Um, and then a lot of other little moves that it just made sense from kind of a future perspective. I think one of the more underrated trades here is you've got that three-team deal where Portland gets Matisse Thibel, the Sixers get Jalen McDaniels, and the Hornets get um, Shvi Mikaliak. And again, that doesn't sound like much, but that is the Sixers' pathway to having free agent um cap space this this season so little stuff like that you've got a lot of deals like that but yeah I think Josh Hart to the Knicks is probably the most effect, effective trade in terms of this year maybe that or again Jay Crowder and speaking of trades obviously the the the, the big money one or, or the big news the big sounding one was obviously the Nets and, and the Lakers also made some moves and both teams really played well last night. Brooklyn obviously bridges out of his mind last night with his 45 points beating Miami and the Lakers who had their whole squad together beat the Pelicans. In terms of the Nets and the Lakers, do you think the first of all the Nets are going to be able has their demise been been exaggerated and can the Lakers sneak in into the into the play in game for, or even into a 6 spot after these moves? I think that, um, yes, much has probably been made of the Nets, and they're clearly a worse basketball team, but this is still a really fun group. I mean, one of the best things you can have in the NBA is a deep, flexible lineup, and that's what they have. They have guys that can play multiple positions. They've got some shooting now. Um, could use maybe a little bit more playmaking. I mean, you got to get Cam Thomas, I think, probably back into that starting lineup. He was fantastic scoring the ball, and I think they need a little more of that now. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, that was fascinating. I never thought of him as a guy that could score 40, 45 points. So, again, you're watching kind of this brave new world, but I think it's going to be a really fun rest of the season for a Nets team that probably loses in the first round to Cleveland when it's all said and done, or maybe the Sixers, depending on how things shake out there in the East. The Lakers, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. They have to get to the playoffs first. They are still two games out of the play-in, and I think if they can get up into that play-in um, situation, probably have to win two games in a row, that's possible, but then they're just going to run into a buzzsaw, whether it be Denver, whether it be Phoenix, whether it be Memphis. I mean, you know, maybe the Lakers are scary for a younger team like Memphis, but it's so many different things that have to go right. They have to get into the playoffs. They have to win those two games in the play-in. They need Anthony Davis to stay healthy again somehow. LeBron James to stay healthy. All those guys to come together. But I do like what the Lakers did. It's a more fun team, but it's they're probably a little too far behind the eight ball. Alex, got about a minute or so left here. We got three games on the NBA slate tonight. Bucks eight-and-a-half point favorites at the Bulls. Total 229-and-a-half there. 
Wizards are three and a half point dogs in Minnesota tonight. Total 234 and a half. And then it's a pick 'em in Suns Clippers tonight. Total is 223 and a half. Any plays in either of those three games tonight? A really tough night in the NBA. This is the last night before the All-Star break. you got guys looking ahead. That Bucks um, bulls game is something I'm just going to kind of pass up entirely. It looks like the Bucks are going to play their guys, but eight was probably a little too much. So lean Bulls there. I'm eyeing up a bet on the Wizards. Um, I think at three and a half with the hook there, that's definitely worth the play. Kyle Kuzma is back. When that team is fully healthy, they're pretty close to as good as Minnesota, and, and Minnesota is not a three-point home court advantage. So I'm going to play the Wizards here. Here. And then in Clippers Suns, not going to play the spread, but I like the over here. The total sits down at 223. I think we're still getting some value as the market is a little slow to adjust for Devin Booker being back. And the Clippers have been happy to play a faster pace. So as much as things have been a little bit slow in Phoenix, I think it's maybe a little bit overstated. So give me the Wizards tonight as road dogs and give me the over in Clippers Suns. Love it. Alex, you're the best, man. Noops, he covers NBA for BetUS. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day. All right, J-Rod. We are up against the break here on BetQL Daily. That was Alex Christensen. Great talk with him in the NBA. He likes the Suns Clippers under tonight, and he likes the Wizards plus three and a half on the road okay. against the Minnesota Timberwolves. J-Rod and I are looking at the NBA card next, as well as college hoops. We're giving out our picks to wrap up our number two. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.